This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here at Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. I'm Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Spring and summer are high season for home improvements, but there's no time like the present to get a lingering project done. When it comes to uh, off-season home repairs, you may be looking at some seriously lower prices, maybe even on contractors and supplies. We'll look at some off-season projects that are worth doing in the early months of the year. Also later, we will explore National Home Warranty Day, which is February 10th. And if you have any questions about a project you're working on, you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you doing, fellas? Yeah, doing great. How are you? It's good. Absolutely blessed. So uh, <laughs> you guys working outside in this nice weather? Man, isn't it nice? This is the weirdest thing. You know it's oh, February know. like 6th. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, Unbelievable. I, yeah. yeah. It so, really is. Yeah, for February. But we got to enjoy it. We got to um, get things done. Yeah. I actually got to get out and uh, do a fix myself this weekend. Uh, we have a, a gated uh, a, a latch on our on our privacy fence going out back so we can let the dogs out, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the latch, after after the past year of the German Shepherd jumping on it, had, <laughs> had loosened significantly enough so that she could then get out of uh, said door. She could open it up right. herself. <laughs> right. Got you. So uh, that's what I did this weekend. I, I had to, like, drill holes and screw things in and make this latch work. It's really weird because if you go to one of the home stores and look for a latch for a gate, uh, you, you need Price to be specific. Yeah. There's there's about 100 of those So different types. So Lassie's not happy with you right now no well no she's not because <laughs> i got it done and right she can't leave. exactly <laughs> now the other one's smart enough to climb over but whatever oh, anyway so uh, all right i've got a couple of questions to ask you fellas since we're talking about some of this uh, off-season stuff today mm-hmm. as professional contractors is this early part of the year considered off-season not really <sighs> no i mean you have to do things year-round yeah and as needed, so if it's no so, better time than the present. So is it is it better to like you know because you always you always hear this throughout your life. It's like well if you're gonna if you're gonna want to buy an air conditioner, get, yeah. in, get it in the in the winter because it's cheaper. You, you know, I, I I think in the manufacturing world mm-hmm. and and the retail world, those things probably make a bigger impact really than in the construction world. Uh huh. Um, and nothing wrong with a sale, but I would sure hate to drop my fee um, because my overhead didn't change. Right. You know? Right. My, well, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. My my overhead stayed the same. That must mean you're, so, you're playing uh, closer to the bone than most folks must think. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody thinks the builder and the remodeler makes all the money, but right. uh, I'm telling you. Most competition. It, it, it costs a lot of money to... Mm. to uh, it, it it takes a lot of money to do it right with your insurances and your taxes right. and you know. Well, then so. let me ask you this, okay? Kind of seasonal based, weather based. Is there ever a time when you tell a client this is not the time to do this project or make this type of renovation? Oh yeah, sure. 
What what type of uh, renovations would those be? Well, you know, I, I I don't think I would necessarily want to uh, start replacing someone's siding when it's you know thirty five degrees out, right? Uh, yeah. Or or change windows and doors. Now is that is that bad just because you're putting workers at? You know, I think it's a combination of of you've got your workers outside. You you have your um, you've opened up the. Uh, inside of your house to the outside, right, right. Uh, you know, I'm gonna change your front door. That's an that's an all day job. Yes. So, and you know what? In in, in living in the South, I, I, I might actually choose now over over summer. the summer. <laughs> yeah, to have yeah. the door open <laughs> all day. And, you know, roofing. You know, do I do I really want to take a roof off and put another roof on in the in the rainy season? We do it. That's a gamble. That's right. It's a big so, gamble. Okay. Um, it's right. it's kind of like um, I, I I look at it like uh, elective surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably probably want to do that in the summertime. Well, let me ask you this. All right, if that is the case, if I need a roof right now, would I be more likely to find a roofer at this time of year? Yeah, because yeah. because there's not you know there's probably many jobs maybe. going on. Oh right. yeah, you'll find them. Okay. <laughs> Dell. I mean, you know, but the here. thing is, when when it's so cold, the elements are going to be against you. Um, you know, the shingles crack up, break. Um, you have to set the gauges of your guns and things. It's, it's a lot more than just um, putting a roof on in the winter. Okay. In uh, summertime. All right. Well, that makes sense. Hey, we got an email here. All right. This is going to be interesting. We talked about this a little bit before the show. Here we go. And it comes from Matthew, and he says, hey, guys, I have a pivot frame glass shower door and the door is getting uh, progressively harder to shut as the metal door edge and the frame are now scraping at the closure mm, got to lift up on it All right, yeah do these start to sag on the top of the pivot side through time is there is there much to do to fix it she's he said i saw three screws from the top to bottom on the pivot but it doesn't look like i could push it back into the pivot side very much maybe one sixteenth by drilling new holes your thoughts Man, you mentioned this before, Dell. What did you say about these? We, that's that's a, 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 a current problem. We've had that to happen um, more than one time. Is what it just is, too much weight on those doors? Yeah, the glass. You know, you want it to look like there's nothing holding the glass, and and it's real small framework, and and sometimes that. You're talking about maybe the three little chrome things that hold yeah. the glass. Okay, I got and you. And they might not be. Um, uh, 10 gauge steel or you know they could be a 29 and that's just not strong enough right and it wears out i've seen the hardware just literally over the time in and out it um winds out the metal um makes the the shelf and the, and the boat that holds it up sink down so that gives you um some droppage and the top of leaning it, it's just so is the answer to replace the hardware yeah you're gonna need to replace that um the hinge system that side or, or the door itself, mm-hmm. with that, it depends on how how it comes. Most of that is custom. So um, okay, I'm having just, worked on something close to this one time, I can tell you that dealing with glass doors, <laughs> good luck, is interesting. Uh, they're big and they're heavy, and uh, you're going to need a friend. Yeah, you don't want to break it. Mm-hmm. And usually, uh, if you can find out who did the original, they might could help you a, a lot more with it. Okay, know, being familiar with the product. But other than that, you're just going to have to um, kind of get tricky and try either a bigger uh, screw system or replace that door and frame and hardware. 
okay. something like that. And and if you uh, if you came back with a full framed door, would that uh, then also eventually sag? It could. It very well could. We've seen that happen over a period of time. Like I said, it's steel against metal, and um, I don't know. Um, Eventually, just wears down. Yes, you know you have you don't have a lot there to work with. It's just all glass. Okay. Some of them will just have the hinge. Oh, wow. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. D-Ray was here last week talking plumbing. If you missed that show, there's some really good information about plumbing there. Uh, you can listen back at mpbonline.org slash fixit101, or you can pick it up uh, as a podcast on our app. You can go there. You can see that. Anyway, uh, another email that came in that I wanted to ask you guys about, and this one goes a little deep. It's uh, The problem's a little more mysterious because the house is a little bit older. Okay, mm. uh, this house is built in 1960 on a concrete slab. He said, I've always assumed the L-shaped metal handle was a cutoff of a valve for the water supply. The gentleman sent in a picture, and there is a kind of a handle coming out of the ground. It's kind of weird looking. Uh, so he says... Uh, I assume the L-shaped metal handle was the cutoff valve for our water supply. But the time I had any need to cut off any water, we were on community water, so I cut it off at the meter. Now I've been told that this handle not only cuts off the nearby supply of water, but also but allows the water in the pipes inside the house to drain into the nearby septic tank somehow. It seems like a great design. Dump the water from the house during the freeze when it is not possible to let the water run drip. However, after 60 years, I'm afraid of trying to turn it. Something would probably break in the pipes. I mean, probably break something in me, too. Is there? I swear I'm reading this board for work. If, is, if there is such a device, I'd like to have it installed. Thanks for your time and consideration. Is that something, that, and this is from Jim in Houston, Mississippi, so does is this something? This sounds to me like something you call a plumber on. Well, what do you guys? I mean, think? that's that you're thing the, you're is the pros. that thing is um, fifty eight years old. Uh huh. Out in the element, uh, never been turned. According to right, what's his name? Uh-huh. G- Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Jim. According mm-hmm. to Jim, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure I'm going to turn it. No. Okay, I know I'm going to break it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably cast iron, I would think. <laughs> See, you in know? my head, I've got a picture of uh, Wiley Coyote on one of those sure, yeah, things sure. where you push it down. So. Now, and then the other half of his question, um, does that animal live today? Um, <laughs> what we do in new construction, we put a cutoff, water supply cutoff, uh, somewhere very close to where it comes in the house. Mm-hmm. So it comes in the house, turns up. It's We try to put them in a closet somewhere. Right. Um, it's a great idea to turn it off. Mm-hmm. As far as draining the system, um, turn the water off and open up a hose bib. Okay. So so are you saying, all right, uh, last, last uh, kind of summary here, turn the thing or don't? I'm, I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, turn it off at the street, <laughs> and then and then drain. Don't don't touch yeah, that if it's valve. Broke, you know, don't do it. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, All right. Good. Now you can spray that with some um, PB or, or some of the um, the lubes or WD forty or something. You know, let it you know soak in a little. Bell, but sixty years, man. I'm scared. And, and two, <laughs> I know my hands. Two, We don't know what it is. No. no. Yeah. Leave he it says alone. we think it's water. Yeah. Leave yeah. it alone. 
All right, let's uh, real quick before we go to break. Let's do uh, Ann and Clinton. What's going on, Ann? Ann, are you with us? Almost. I want that Jeopardy theme, you know. Oh yeah. There you go. Dell will be well, the Jeopardy theme. Uh, a new toilet has bad valve. Right. Uh, well. And uh, and and we'll get you here in a second. But what to do? But am I supposed to do all that stuff, or should I? Right, hang, hang on, Ann. Hang on, Ann. <laughs> Won't you? Uh, we couldn't Maybe hear you there for a second. Won't you stop? Start at the top for me. Huh? Can you begin again? Oh, uh, okay. I bought it at a box store. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's uh, American Standard. Mm hmm. Uh, we put it in, uh, the plumber put it in, and it was running, but what we found out was it keeps running, running, running. In other words, it's, even though it gets up to the, you know, it's going out the, what you call it, pipe. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, we called the WWW that they said, and you're supposed to go in and do this and do that. Am I supposed to do that, or should this plumber come back and do it, or should we pack it up and take it back to the store and get a better one? Contractors, I'm leaning toward a better one. That American standard is okay, but you know it's not. Yeah, it's the difference between this toilet leaking and not is a piece of rubber. Yeah, I mean, but, you know. gosh, I don't want to take it up. Um, they're very, very simple. Uh-huh. Uh, did you call the plumber? We call Flush Masters, which is a plus Yeah, they make it. And. Uh, they tried to tell us what to do, but my question is, do I do that, or does the plumber come back and do it? Well, you know, the, it's not the plumber's fault. It doesn't work, so I'm sure they're going to want to charge you. Um, um, as bad as this is going to sound, yes, I'm going to call the plumber. I'm going to let him do it, and I'm going to be done with it. Okay, so I, I, I can't take it back to the store? Well, sure you can. You take anything back, but... Are you going to undo it? No, I know I'm going to have to have a plumber to undo that. Right. right. So if you're going to have the plumber undo it, and if it's... Which is going to cost money also. Sure. And if it's nothing more than the than the, than the um, Gasket. flush mm-hmm. mechanisms inside the tank... No, it's not, it's not the flushing part. It's, it's when it fills up, it yeah. doesn't... Stop. Yes, ma'am. It, it it keeps going. So the float is mm-hmm. not cutting the water supply off. So it sounds like Flushmaster is going to give you some new parts. I think I'm going to call the plumber, let him fix that, leave the commode there. I think that's the way to go, Ann. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk about the benefits of doing some off-season home improvement projects. No need to put off uh, what you can do right now before the spring and summer. We'll talk about these projects and also help you with any home improvement advice you may have. We'll also get to George on the line, and you can get on the line at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be back. Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org underwriting. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with uh, Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, uh, we're going to go real quick to Bryn who had a comment about the, that valve turning thing. Brandon, are you with yep, us? Yep. How you doing this morning, gentlemen? Good. So are you going to tell us to turn the valve? Well, no. I, all right. So I, I had a thought. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, I've been living in an apartment for the past year and a half, so I have zero housework. Okay, hang on just a second, Brent. I want to go ahead and bring everybody else up to speed here. We talked about a gentleman sending an email with a picture of a handle coming out of the ground and that he thought was a water supply turnoff and asked uh, if it should be turned, even though it had not been turned for about 60 years. So go ahead, Brent. So my thinking is I put myself in the shoes of the guy 58 years ago who put in that valve in that system. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking – the guy said to himself, man, this thing's going to last at least 60 years. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm guessing, I'm, I believe he, he put his pride into it. I think in a way, I think you lube it up like he, like he said. Like Dell said, you yeah. You let it soak for a little bit, and uh, you give it a little turn. And, you know, you, if, if, it, if it's totally locked up, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's locked up. But I say it's worth giving it a shot. This, this guy used to compete in the Red Bull competition. Right. <laughs> well, after giving this more thought, you, you know what I think that handle is? What? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I think the handle, because I now remember he is on a septic tank or uh-huh. a grinder yeah. station or something. Right. I think that's the sewer cutoff. Oh. I don't think that's water cut off. Okay. Well, so let's not cut off the sewer. Well, now that's just me thinking out loud here. Um, I don't think that's water cut off. Well, I'm just saying so, that ends bad. When if you it's cut sewer. that off, where does that go? Right. I mean, what is, well, <laughs> no, what, what, what it's for, so you can so you can work on your take. septic system. No. Or, so that's the thought. That's okay. So because somebody's gonna always flush while you're out there working. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, keep going. Thank you very much, Brent. Appreciate that. George is on the line in Greenwood. What's going on, George? Good morning. Your mention of National Home Warranty Week reminded me of two mass mailings that every homeowner in our city received. Mm-hmm. Uh, the letters were on city letterhead with the city logo uh, warning us that if there was a leak in the water or sewer lines in the ground between the city's water meter and our house uh-huh. houses, the city public works department was not responsible to fix any of those plumbing problems. Right. And the letters uh, recommended that we buy an insurance policy from a particular named insurance company. Wow. Wow. To cover a plumber's fee to repair the leaks that we're responsible for. Mm. Yikes. And I thought, would. uh, would the insurance company select the plumber? Uh, would the insurance company have a set rate or you know, put a cap on what plumbers can charge or whatever? I just wonder if y'all have thought about any thoughts about um, an insurance policy recommended by our city government uh, to cover I, plumbers' fees. 
George, I mean, we're all sitting here with our mouths open, just in absolute disbelief. Um, I can tell you, I'm going to let the pros answer your question, but I'm going to say every red flag in the book should should raise on this one. Right. You know, I've I've been in the the insurance business a long time. I agree with the city as far as it is your responsibility from your house to the sewer tie-in and the water meter tie-in. Those are things that belong to you. The other side of that water meter, the other side of that sewer tie-in, belongs to the city, county, wherever you live. So, with that being said, it is your responsibility. Now, I'm 57 years old. Um, I've been involved in a couple Mm-hmm. Sewer line collapse. Right. <laughs> it's very, very unusual. Right. For one. And most, I think every time it was due to a tree root. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think someone is trying to scam someone. Yes. And we'll, we'll leave that <clears throat> someone. And I don't think it's the city. I, uh, well, okay, yeah, no, no. Um, and and we did mention that it's going to be National Home Warranty Day on the tenth. Uh, and George, that doesn't mean. And let me tell you now. Let me say this completely. That doesn't mean MPB or anybody at this table endorses home warranties. It simply means that's a day. So exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> well, your inclination is the same as mine, but the the newspaper ran a story about the mass mailings, and the mayor was quoted as saying it was a legitimate mailing. Really? Yeah. All wow. right. Well, you know well, what? We probably need to leave that dog where it lies. I don't know. I would love to investigate that. I really it, yeah. would. Uh, yeah, call uh, in legal terms, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love for you to send that to uh, our, mm-hmm. our MPB. Um, the Fix It 101 um, at mpbonline.org. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd like to look into that. All right. So uh, thank you very much, George. We appreciate it. Got an email here uh, that uh, that kind of plays along with another email that we heard earlier. Here we go. And uh, this is from Cece. She says, um, when we flush the toilet, we hear a bumping sound in the basement until it finishes flushing. Mm. She says it took a while to associate the two noises because it's been doing it for about a month. Plus, approximately, uh, what do you think? Wait a second. What do you think it will cost to fix this, approximately? Well, it says the house was built in the 1940s. Mm. How long do the pipes last from the 40s? <laughs> You're out of warranty. What's the, <laughs> hey, what's the uh, winning lotto number? Right, yeah. Now, the, if, if they are honestly the 1940s, and remember, this is 2019, so yeah. it's, there's nothing in that home that wouldn't need replacement that has to do with plumbing or electrical at this point. I, I, yes. And it's a basement, so uh, is that Mississippi? I mean, it is. Really? I'm assuming. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and two, you know, nothing lasts forever. Even, you know, you got the cast iron pipes, um, um, the old, the, even the double wall pipes nowadays, nothing can withstand those tree roots. But, you uh, know, you drilling know, inside of them. One of our callers called in earlier and, and, and really said a great thought. You know, whomever put, uh, that you know, toilet there or whatever those pipes there yeah. uh, in 1940 thought that's amazing. That thing's going to last 50 years. And, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, we've <laughs> we, nice time. we have remodeled downtown buildings that are much older than that. Uh, cast iron pipes that are still uh, in, in use today. Shape. Right. 
so just because it's 1940, inside the house, those cast iron pipes are, are just like when they put them in in 1940. Um, but to diagnose something like that over the radio, uh, and then how much is it going to cost? First of all, we got to yeah. find out what's going on. Right. Um, Sometimes they don't have cast iron. They got the little balloon pipe, you know, the little old drain washed out pipe, and you know they collapse. You know, they're known to collapse. Well, there's a lot of different types of uh, plumbing that was yeah, used for the old rags, and it, you never know what they used uh, back then. Well, uh, any last thoughts on that one? I, I, take some estimates, you know, get some people out there and get some estimates because yeah. we well, have to do some field work 1940, on They could be in great shape or it could be in terrible shape. So, All right, I want to uh, – oh, by the way, if you want to get your question answered, you can call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. may not feel like winter at this very moment, but February is technically still winter. And uh, some of the projects that you could consider doing this time of the year, we talked about the roofing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, uh, a new roof, depending on how severe the winter weather is, replacing your roof in the winter can make sense. Uh, true winter weather can get in the way of doing this job, especially doing it in a timely manner. But on the other hand, a uh, roofer with a light schedule uh, would have the flexibility to work around the weather a little bit and make adjustments. Now, what are some of the pros and cons of doing roof work now instead of spring or summer? You can get um, some discounts on your material, you know, because the manufacturers, they like to keep things moving. So when they see things not moving, they'll drop some prices, you know. Really? Yeah, you get a discount, at least they're offering it. Um, it's up to the contractor to pass it on to you, but there are um, discounts now. Would it take longer to do a roof in the winter than the spring or summer? Mm, no, but it's still the same production. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing is... Um, like you see how we having good weather, so if if scheduled out right, it, it wouldn't be no problem. Right. The only thing now, your seal would take longer. Like in the summertime, the seal. Yeah, the roof itself has a self sealing mechanism uh-huh. that when it gets hot, it bonds together. Uh-huh. That would take a little longer in the winter because you don't have the the ninety degree days to go right. on and, and cook it together. But it'll still seal over a period of time. Okay. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Let's, uh, no, let's not do that yet. That, okay, we're taking a break. All right, we can do that, too. Uh, it's time for another break. If you want to join today's show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and we're looking to help you with your home improvement projects. You have two contractors right here on the house. 877-MPB-RING or fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore of Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcasting uh, using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Bryce has been waiting on the line here for a few minutes, and uh, we want to go ahead and talk to him in uh, Starkville. What's going on, Bryce? Hey, guys. How are you? Very good, sir. What's going on? 
I have a fairly new construction home. Uh, in June of this year, we'll be three years in the house. So our, my warranties have slowly started falling off. I think now I'm left with only structural warranty. Mm-hmm. That lasts for 10 years. But I'm having an issue in my in our master, ba- in our master uh, bathroom with our uh, fiberglass garden tub. It's kind of placed into, if you can picture this, like an elevated frame, I should say, against the mm-hmm. wall with a window behind it. Yes, sir. Um, and th- there's now about a half-inch gap. Uh, between the lip of the garden tub and the frame, which goes away when I fill it with water, but I can't leave it full of water all the time. So I'm trying to figure out if this would be something that would be covered as a structural item under a warranty, and if not, what can I do to fix this? Like, I don't know what's causing this problem. Um, Okay, Bryce, what it sounds like is, is there a access panel under the tub? There is not. It's tiled in. Ah, Oh, boy. Back to, does yeah. it back up to a storage room? Can you get under that tub any other way? Not without taking the the, the false wall, I guess, tile that is uh, ah, a. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then at the other end, there's probably a shower. Yeah, well, so it's it's, uh, it's there's wall wall there's three walls and an open side. Got gotcha. you. Like almost like a bay window kind of insert. I got you. Bathroom. I got you. Okay. Um, what it sounds like when the when the plumber set that soaker tub. Um, it, 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 some come with their own frame and some don't, but, uh, it, it needed to be shimmed underneath. The slab was not perfectly level. Uh, it sounds like a very, very simple fix. You just need to get under the tub. I don't think you have anything structural whatsoever. Um, unfortunately you may have to remove some of the tile to get under it. Gotcha. And and simply reshim it because when you fill it up from with water, it's getting heavier and it and it pulls itself down to that top lip. Correct. Uh, correct. Okay, uh, I think it's a simple um, shimming issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my opinion. So. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate it. Sure. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Bryce. I'm going to go real quick to an email from uh, Tina. This is, all right, now get this. Finally got my wallpaper down after two years. Nope. I want everyone to listen to that whenever you try to take wallpaper down. Hired, and now this this was the greatest thing I've ever read, hired my 17-year-old granddaughter to do it. Now that's working, folks. There you go. Have some uh, places, a lot, where a top coat of sheetrock came off. Yeah, that happens to a lot of us. <laughs> Uh, Google it says two coats of primer, then skim coat all applied with paint roller. Can a 61 year old grandmother and a 17 year old granddaughter tackle this? Uh, number one, without question. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Run. Get this. Do yeah, this. Yeah. You, you guys got to have a ball. That's yeah. right. Um, it is, it is tough work and, and your, your shoulders, shoulders will be a little, uh, sore at the end of the day, but you can do it. Uh, she said, I did do a bathroom with textured paint, but was told it would not take a new paint without a lot of priming. What kind of uh, new commode should I buy? So we're uh, a couple of things there. It was told it would not take a new paint without a lot of priming. I, um, if you use the proper nap when you're rolling, uh, the proper nap will roll over just about anything. Uh, yeah, that's... You, know, you don't use a sheetrock uh, uh, Nat, what I mean is how 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 tight this stuff is around the roller, you mm-hmm. know, kind of. Um, uh, if you use a real tight one, meaning made for sheetrock, it will not cover it. But if you use a big fat roller, it'll do it. Yeah, the kind used for blocks or a texture wall, right? 
Okay. Um, and toilet, there's about a hundred of them there. Uh, the the way to go now is the more elongated. Sure. Uh, yeah, I would get a I would get what we call a comfort height. Uh, it's a little taller. Um, it's elongated bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, personally, I like Kohler. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> and you can say that. That's fine. All right. So uh, let's go to the phone real quick. Frank is on the line, and uh, Hazelhurst got an electrical question. Right. Frank, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing this morning? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's going on? I'm replacing the receptacles in my home that they old. Some of them is kind of brittle. But I'm using 20 amp receptacles. All the uh, breakers in the breaker box are 20 amp. But I'm not sure if the wire 12 or 14 in the wall. Okay. Um, do you have do you have like a, a a wire stripping tool? Yeah. Okay. If you've got a wire stripper, and if you if you have especially a newer one because the numbers have not rubbed off yet, uh, but you can actually uh, there's a place on the wire stripper tool where you can kind of clamp down on that wire and see what gauge it is, whether it's twelve or fourteen. So you should have that tool if you've got a like a, a you know a wire tool a a, a electrical wire tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought a new one. Uh, so that twenty amp uh, receptacle should only go on twelve gauge wire. A twenty amp. You know what, uh, guys? He's okay. asking: Should it be a twelve gauge wire for a twenty amp or fourteen? Is that okay? There's no electrician here, Frank, today, but you know what? I'm putting it out there to our pro audience today who who is very good about answering our questions. So can Frank use this 20-amp 20, uh, 20 outlet, am I right, mm-hmm. with, yeah, a, with a 14-gauge wire? So I'm going to put that out there. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Give that a shot. You know what, Frank? If, if I know our listeners, we'll get a call before uh, the end of the show, and we'll be glad to tell you. Sound good? Yeah. Thank I you very much, sir. All right, you. yeah, keep listening. <laughs> All right, um, we were talking a little bit earlier about National Home Warranty Day. Now, February 10th is National Home Warranty Day, and you celebrate by taking a picture of your warranty-protected appliance and use the hashtag Home Warranty Day. Uh, a home warranty, if you don't know, is an annual service contract that covers the repair or replacement of important appliances and system <clears> components <throat> that break down over time. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have different opinions about home warranties, and and they're they're definitely a thing that you have pros and cons to. Um, uh, home warranties and homeowners insurance are not the same; they don't cover the same things at all. Uh, homeowners insurance covers things that might happen, like damage due to theft, fire, tornadoes, other catastrophic situations, but home warranties cover the things that often really do happen. Uh, washer goes out or dishwasher flames out or, you know, you lose a, a water tank, something of that nature. And that's something that you're going to need a pro to come in and fix. A lot of warranties get sold at the time of a home sale. Uh, that that right. is a lot of times a contingency on a home is that it come with a, at least a one year warranty. Why do why do folks as the contractors, why do folks feel that that is a good idea? Well, I can tell you the kind of warranty we do mm-hmm. uh, as a company wide. We we all, we give the new homeowner a structural ten year warranty. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the state says that we must warrant that slab or foundation, we'll mm-hmm. call it, uh, for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a company that will let you buy an, an extended warranty on that foundation. And uh, so we, we extend that out to 10 years. Now, as far as the appliance warranties, I'm not a big believer in that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the manufacturer's warranty, and, and outside of that, uh, I'm going to I'm going to save that money. Okay. Uh, and now, look, guys, personal opinion. So right. don't so don't start yeah. beating me up on on this warranty no, thing. No, go ahead. But, and then but, again, too, it, it depends on how well you. Um Treat your your appliances. You know, what if you got those teenagers with heavy hands and just slamming stuff and you know, so you can make it wear out quicker, you know. Right. So. Well and and home warranties do have their place. Um mm-hmm. I've seen them work out great. I've seen them not work out great. Um I, I I'll never forget it was probably two thousand two. I was I was uh, in Jackson, I was at my home. Air condition went out. It was it had to be nothing less than 137 degrees inside my house, and it was on a Friday night, and people were oh, coming no. in. Nice, you know. No. And and I just we had we had uh, bought the house previously, and still had the home warranty for another couple of months. I called, and um, in this particular situation, they said we'll try to get someone out, and then I told them at that time my wife was pregnant, and they said we'll be right there. Ah. Yeah. Nice. So, so you you know you never know you can get good uh, service there, <laughs> but it also is a great place to call to figure out where you're going to uh, need to take your next step. If you'd like to uh, call and ask a question, we have two contractors in the room this morning that can tell you uh, the answer to your question or at least give it a shot. Also, if you remember the question from the gentleman who called in and said, "Hey, I've got uh, these twenty amp outlets. Can uh, can I put this?" Uh, 12-gauge wire, 14-gauge wire to the outlet. If you're a pro, and you can help us answer that one, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can uh, email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join our conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. By the way, if you are a contractor and you would like to add to our show and maybe even come on as a guest, go ahead and send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got something new to teach us? Great. We'd love to hear it. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, the lines are filling up real quick. Mac is on the line in uh, North Mississippi, and hopefully he's our pro. Go, Mac. Hey, how you doing this morning? Very good, sir. What have you to tell us? You had the question uh, about a 14-gauge wire on a 20-amp receptacle. Yes, sir. You cannot do that if you follow code. Code is 12-gauge wire. Wonderful. That's exactly that's exactly the answer we want. It's rated for a 15-amp breaker on 14-gauge wire, and 
you know, so that's that's the yeah. answer to the question. So you okay? So you can go fourteen. Uh, a 14 gauge wire to a 15 amp, but you have to go to a 12 yeah. gauge wire for a 20 amp. Yeah, if you were running like if you had a refrigerator that you wanted an isolated circuit for, just that refrigerator. Yes, sir. It's rated about 12 amps. You can put a 15 amp breaker in there and put 14 gauge wire on if you want to. But that's a hard play for most electricians right. because the best thing to do is just go ahead and run all 12, and then you're finished. You don't right. have to think about it. Okay, that sounds fantastic, Mac. I really appreciate the answer. Um, uh, thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. All right. Let's go on to uh, Wayne and Bolton, and he's got a bathroom light on the fritz. What's going on, Wayne? Well, it's not so much the light is bad. I bought one of these uh, LED lights with a efficient fan uh, to, to vent out the, the humidity from the shower and everything. Yes, sir. Um. But my question is, I know that one's going to work fine in the bathroom, but my old one, it's from a house from the 80s, and you remember they had a heating element in them, too, and a heating fan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a I house fire starter. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I haven't researched any of that, so this may be, that may be the answer to my question. I was wondering if I could repurpose that into another one of my bathrooms that wasn't set up for one that had the heat on it, because I'm wondering if it has a thicker wire or something going to it, because it's probably going to pull more water. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that unless it was rated for that particular heater. Yeah, anytime you heat something, um, yeah. it's got to be definitely, top end. Definitely, definitely needs to be a, a, a heavier gauge wire, just like the electrician told us a minute ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to take a chance. I wouldn't. <laughs> but you know, Wayne, if you're if you're replacing the floor also in the bathroom, there's some really neat options there. If you want to heat that oh, place up. Oh, you mean to, to yeah, do like a ra- radiation heat? Yeah. Oh yeah. I felt one of those in a hotel one yeah. time. Yeah. Oh it's my very gosh. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. All right. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right, we were talking about some of the things that you can do at this time, you know, still technically winter, and some projects to consider. By the way, if you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. One of the things that folks uh, could do this time of the year is uh, replacing windows. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this. If your windows could use replacing, and a lot of folks, you can just look at them a lot of times and tell whether they need replacing or not. But you can also keep in mind upgrading. If you have aluminum windows, there's an upgrade, you know. Um, and it's not uh, – a lot of folks really believe this is one of the most expensive things yeah. they'll do on a home, and it's not It's really not. No, no. it's not. Um, any DIY tips if someone wants to try to replace these windows or so? Just do one at a time. Don't try to take them all out and do it, you know, go one by one, you know. Uh Room by room. Yeah, because if you're stuck by yourself and you get them all out, now you got to get them all back in. Before it rains or before the nighttime. Yes. So that would be a good tip to just kind of take your time and do And it gets better then. Then you start understanding how it works. Is this, what would you say, uh, Jeff, on your hammer scale is the... Well, difficulty in in siding one through, one through five. Yeah, yeah, okay. In siding, it's very simple. Uh, pull the trim off of the outside. There's mm-hmm. your nailing fin. Mm-hmm. Right. Pull your pull the nails out of the nailing fin. Uh, take a fine tool on the inside. Caulk the caulk, uh, cut the caulk line around your trim. Pull uh-huh. it out. Done. Simple. Right. Brick. A little bit different story. Uh-huh. Um, brick is... Um, but they do design a window for the brick, you know, a case down. Well, I understand that, but we still have to get it out. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. So man. you got to so, tear it up, and we're not going to take the brick off. And that one we're going to we're going to do from the inside. We're going to take our fine tool, and we're going to we're going to cut our framework, if you will, right. from the inside. Remove that, and then cut our nailing fin uh-huh. with our fine tool again, and remove that window that way. Right. So wow. And then order that window an inch. Uh, I'm sorry. A quarter inch smaller, all the way around. That way, it will fit in that brick opening. Oh wow! Okay, I never can. I never thought about brick. It never yeah, occurred and, to me. And, and it's yeah. it's a brick is easy. It's a little bit intimidating. So on my hammer scale, I'm gonna call that one. You know, a four in the very beginning. Uh-huh. By the time you do one or two, man, you're down to a two. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Easy. Okay. Right. Easy. The thing to remember when you change the windows, you got an outside and an inside. And, you know, roughing it in, yes, but completing it, that's where the challenges come in at. You know, you got a little sheetrock work or siding work. That's or like true. Said, that's brick true. Work. And a lot of times people look at the window only from the outside. And, you know, I want to take that out. And then you forget mm-hmm. you need to refinish the insides right. of Re-caulk it. Recalk things. and yeah. Uh, yeah, the finishing part is so... Just okay. keep that in mind. All right. Well, another thing that a lot of folks do, and I know that I know that I've done this before. I don't know how many times. Spending more time indoors might makes you look at your walls, and that kind of makes you want to change the color. So, uh, dry winter air, a window open, a crack, uh, maybe even a, an exhaust fan in the window uh, should be more than enough ventilation for you to paint a room. So painting a room in the winter, I've done this before. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's good. You can keep the fan on and you uh, keep the air or the window open for fresh air, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a great time to do it. You can't do a lot outside, uh, but you get the low VOC paint. And there'll be a little, uh, it'll say low VOC on it if it is low VOC because that's something you want to brag about. Yes. If it's if it's not VOC, low VOC, they won't even put it on there. The odorless paints work real good. Right. Um, and uh, DIY tip, make sure the walls are warm enough for paint to stick well. Now, get this. Paint cans will tell you the temperatures for best adhesion. Even though the room is warm, walls can be cooler, especially if an outside wall. You may need to turn up the heat a little to make sure that the the, the best conditions are right for paint when you're painting in the winter. Yes. Good point. It runs if it's not drying appropriately. Right, so it's it's got to be um, air conditioned in a way that it will eventually dry properly. Yeah, it start looking like melted cheese on the wall. Right, uh, <laughs> melted yeah. cheese. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's I too do. Cool. I do want to say I appreciate the email from uh, from Tina about her and her granddaughter uh, repainting a room, and I think that's just fantastic. And you guys should absolutely do that. Again, I mentioned if you're a uh, contractor or a pro of some sort and want to give us a give us a shout and uh, tell us what kind of service you've got, you can uh, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And, uh, of course, next hour we've got Everyday Tech, and this is going to be a lot of fun today. What, what are the uh, Java? One of the uh, emails that we got talked about uh, asking Timmy. So we're going to have to get uh, Timmy back and talk to him. Nice. Maybe AC time coming up. In the, you know what it is. 
it's February and it's seventy something right. outside. February six, so, and everybody's talking about the air conditioner. <laughs> yes, the <Is> <laughs> wife turned the air conditioner on last night. Right, yes, yeah. it's, it's right. Eighty degrees. It's no, be I thought about today. it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we may have to uh, get our air conditioning guy in a little sooner than later this year than we would normally do. Now, hey, let's be careful. Let's don't jinx ourselves. What? Because we can talk about this weather, and it'll be yeah. 20 in the morning. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Be right. careful. I'm going to get into it. You're right. <laughs> so, well, stay safe up on top of those roofs and in all your working uh, and your home improvement projects. That's it, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.